Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, it's Steph. Today's episode, we don't talk a ton about the outdoors, specifically. It's important to me that these conversations are not just about these grand adventures in the outdoors. Now that's definitely part of it, but I want to talk about like real shit. Like I want to talk about the hard stuff, the everyday stuff. Today's guest is Meredith, who is a mechanical engineer gone accountability coach. And we found each other on social media and just started, you know, casually connecting, commenting on each other's posts. I was really pulled to her because of her attitude towards hard subjects and just real life stuff. She's an outdoorsman and badass and feminine and honest and raw. And you just don't find people like that. I was really excited that she wanted to have a conversation with me on the podcast, and I'm really glad we did. I definitely think she's someone who will be back and we'll hear from again. This is about the hustle. This is about empowering women to do whatever the hell they want to do. This is a real, real talk conversation we bring up a lot of subjects that may may trigger some things for people. We talk about how the outdoors is our medicine. It's about motherhood and sisterhood and having each other's backs. This is episode number eight, She Who Can. You're listening to The Woods and Waters Project.
you seem like you're pretty close to like my age and some of the stuff that you talk about, about positivity and like self-worth and like, fuck yeah, you can do this and changing your mentality. I'm super attracted to first off. And then second, even like talking about coffee and tattoos, you know, <laughs> um, yep. so totally like is me. And then when we talk, when you've talked about like the outdoors and we've messaged each other back and forth about, you know, things in the outdoors and like spiritual spirituality and meditation and mindfulness, like all of those things mixed together is everything that like gets me all shook up and excited. So I'm glad that we actually like continue to connect and, and do this because I, I feel like there's so much that I can relate to you about and, but we're still, you know, totally different stories, different people. So I think it's really cool that we connected and I'm excited to share your story with people. And, um, when I was looking at your page a little bit more today, I was thinking how I don't have children yet and Mm -hmm. I would like to in the near future. I just, I just don't want to right now. And you know, some of that is that fear of like, I'm on this trajectory of really starting to build a life that I love and I'm really starting to find myself and love who I am. And mm-hmm. I am afraid that I haven't had that piece of me for very long. So I, I am genuinely afraid like between the hunting and the adventures and the entrepreneurship and the full-time job and keeping my relationship sane and all my other relationships in a good place and how often I work out and take care of myself now and the play, like how good I feel most of the time. I'm really afraid that that will get taken away from me. And I think you do share about that a lot on your page and about being a mom and helping moms. Mm -hmm. And I think as women who love the outdoors, whether they're hikers or hunters, I think there's some reluctancy there for for women. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, yeah. I I agree. I think that's really empowering. I love that you talk about that and – even though I don't have children, that is like a reason that I gravitate towards you because it's kind of looking and learning from you as well on something that kind of scares me, you know? So I think, I'm sure it scares a lot of people. Like I know it does, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot. Yeah. I like, I love that you're saying all this because I like, I feel I, like, feel almost the same way about you, only, like, without the mom part. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, really cool to see what you're doing. Like, you're, like, really bringing, like, these two worlds, I feel like, together. And I haven't seen anyone else do it. Like, and when I say two worlds, I mean, like, you know, the the hunting and the outdoors stuff. And, and, like, in my, like, where I grew up, it's, like, the redneck side of me. And then it's the spiritual part that I'm like I started learning about and I'm like super interested in and that like it just feels like they don't necessarily belong together but I'm trying to like find a way to make it I mean it it works in my life like I I do both things and I just feel like with the stigma around both I almost feel like it doesn't make sense to have it in my life even though it does (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Like 
I have said those, um, like, I have paraphrased that exact sentence, like, so many times in my life, like, exactly that example you gave about being kind of redneck, like, kind of redneck. <laughs> um, that is exactly the example that I give when I kind of try to explain what I'm trying to do to people, um, because I love that piece of me. Like, that's what built me. But that whole spiritual, like spiritual side, that mindfulness side, the self-love, self-care side, like that is something I was, I just kind of did on my own because I needed it. Um, it wasn't something that, you know, I was like raised with or anything. Um, yeah. So I like, yes, to <laughs> everything that you said is so, that's so, that's so crazy. Because um, like you, I, I don't. I want to dig deeper into uh, the spiritual, like meditation side of thing, um, side of things. I just recently started meditating, like this last spring. I I'm a pretty open-minded person, but I was really skeptical about meditation. Like my mom had been telling me I should start meditating for like years, and I'm like, my mom is like crazy in like all the best ways, but I was like, no. <laughs> she she's like, oh my gosh, Stephanie, like you. Like, you would love it. Like, seriously, I just know that you would. And then it took me going on a women's retreat out in uh, Mount Hood in Oregon mm. to finally try it. And then I, we did it every day for multiple days. And I had a really crazy experience with it. And I'm a believer now. Oh, yeah. What happened? <laughs> um, well, there's multiple things. So we kind of eased into it because there's a couple of other women that either hadn't meditated much or had not meditated before either um we did a lot of visualization kind of stuff during our meditation and we had one where we did a public speaking exercise first so most people don't love public speaking right so you already had your nerves up and then you let your walls down and you just are this like range of emotions and then we meditated after and we did a visualization of we were imagining that we were on a stage and we were behind the curtain and we were imagining who's standing behind the curtain before we go out there to speak who's cheering us on and then when you walk when you open that curtain like what does the curtain look like what is and then what is the light when you open the curtain look like what does the crowd look like do you see faces out there that you know are they chanting your name you're walking out there confidently. Like, what are you wearing? What do you look like? What do you look like? What are you talking about? And you're visualizing every piece of that whole experience. And then, you know, mm -hmm. you're impacting these people in this great way. And you look out into the crowd and they're cheering you on and all of this stuff. And mine was very, very um, intense. <laughs> and there's a couple other girls who did as well, but I woke up bawling and like woke from it bawling and uh which you know i'm not a big crier so that was a kind of embarrassing you know embarrassing in a sense for me i guess and um <clears throat> the whole time my body just felt like so relaxed and so grounded and my hands were on my lap and i couldn't i could not have moved my finger like if i wanted to like i was so heavy and it felt like this orb was around me and I could visualize every person everything that was happening and it 
was like I was in full control, but not in control at all. Almost like I've never been hypnotized, but it's kind of what I imagine hypnosis is like. Um, right. It was bizarre because <clears throat> you got yourself there, but it kind of feels like you're not in control at the same time. And yeah. Yeah. It was it was pretty crazy. <laughs> and people think I'm people think I'm crazy if they've never done meditation before. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It, it, uh, I try to practice at home now, um, but I, yeah, yeah, it's it's different. Like doing it on your own versus like having someone talk you through it is, I think, a little harder, but. Um, I love that you do that because for me, before I was actually introduced to meditation, I would tell people all the time that, you know, archery or hunting was my meditation because it was the only time that I wasn't, my head wasn't reeling and I wasn't anxious and I could just kind of be free. Um, Mm -hmm. They are a form of meditation for me anyway. Um. And so I know you, all the things I said, I know you've shared about in like different, in different ways. And I, I just think that's so cool because I, I rarely have met someone I can relate to on both fronts, you know, on the, on both fronts right. we're talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if you would, if you're ready, I would love for you what? to just like introduce yourself. And, you know, name, where you're from, what you do, however you want to start. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm Meredith. (laughs) I'm an accountability coach. Um, So that's kind of like what I'm, like, working on with my business. Um, I'm from a tiny, tiny town called Addison, Vermont. (laughs) That's where I grew up. It's, like, middle of nowhere, like, 1100 people (laughs) um we like didn't even have a grocery store so um yeah middle of nowhere and I you know grew up thinking like oh I just want to get out of here it's so boring (laughs) like I wanted like I just didn't care about the outdoors and I mean I obviously I like grew up hunting I grew up um fishing and just in general just working like working for my dad and we just very much were like a chore family I don't know if that makes sense but like I grew up like chopping wood and like weed whacking like mowing the lawn before I was like tall enough to like hold the push mower like thing together if you know what I'm talking about um so I kind of grew up like that it was it was it was a good childhood but definitely like my parents like really tried to instill like this hard work ethic in me and also like my dad is just like a huge outdoors man like like hunting since he was a kid like all the things so he like introduced me and my sister to it since we were like babies basically like they'd carry us in, a, in their uh, like kids backpack thing and um we just knew to like cover our ears every time they pulled the gun up <laughs> um so I went from growing up kind of like that and thinking that, like, I am tired of being in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to go to the city to go to college. So I went to 
um, I actually went to Boston for my first year of college, and I didn't really love my college there. And then um, I transferred to Philadelphia, where I pursued a mechanical engineering degree, because I was like, that's going to make me money, and I'm good at it. So, <laughs> so um, I did that, and I was, like, exploring city life, which is, like, completely a 180 from anything I was used to. Um, it really was a culture shock, but I loved it for a while. And, um, you know, I graduated there, and I started working as an engineer in Philly just because, Again, like where I'm from, there's not there's really not much around like in terms of jobs. So I stayed in Philly and um, worked as an engineer. And about two years into my job, I was like, okay, like I'm really not happy with what I'm doing. I was I I for a while I didn't really realize how unhappy I was. I was just like, you know, I was still young. I was probably like 22, 23, and I was just kind of, I guess doing the partying thing, like, trying to date, and I was trying to, like, work out and, like, you know, be attractive, I guess, and, like, I kept thinking for the longest time that, like, working out and, like, being super fit was going to be the answer to all my problems, but there was a point that hit where I realized, like, that it wasn't (laughs) the answer, and it wasn't really a big it wasn't really a big realization. It was like a slow, like, realizing that I was still miserable, even though I reached all my body goals or whatever. So um, I started listening to podcasts because I was like, okay, I can't, I can't, con- like, make myself happy by, like, controlling what I look like. So I need to work on that. So I started listening to podcasts. And somehow some of the podcasts that I listened to – what that were about like body positivity and like loving oneself and everything they started to like talk about entrepreneurship so I was like oh shit like this, there's something here and um this girl that I follow or woman her name is uh Madeline Moon and I listened to her podcast and she had an episode that came out on my birthday in 2017 that said, here, like, it was called something like, here's how to start a heart-centered um, online business. And I almost didn't listen to it. I was like, uh, I don't think that's for me. But I listened to it, and right, like, once the episode was over, I was like, I need to start an online business. That's it. <laughs> so um, I hired Maddie as a coach, and then I just started this journey of entrepreneurship and um, working on a blog and my dream was to like teach women how to like hunt and fish and work in outdoors and work on their car. Cause I've like taught myself how to like change my oil and do my brakes and stuff and simple things. But just, I was like, I don't want women to keep getting fucked over every, Oh, sorry. Can I no. Swear? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like the word I have a, I have a bad mouth. Me too. It's okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Okay. So, yeah. So I just was like, I don't want women to just get fucked over every time they go to the mechanic shop. I want them to like realize that they can do these things because the hardest part is just like getting it started. Like that is like been a theme that I've really been noticing. And that's kind of, it comes back to the whole accountability thing is like, 
people just like you just need to start and sometimes you need someone to help you figure out the details around it but long story short that was like my initial goal so I started blogging and working with Maddie to kind of get my website off the ground and all this stuff and then six months later I found out I was pregnant unexpectedly and it fucking rocked my world like (laughs) I was not ready for a baby like I wanted to have kids eventually but I was like you know not married like I've, I've always imagined myself being married when you know when I have kids like I wanted to choose to have kids like I wanted to like be financially stable and you know just all the things so um, I just kind of like floundered for for a bit like with my first trimester I was really sick for quite a while um and I just went from I went from like doing literally all the things like working my blog trying to grow this business trying to work out like not as much as I did before but still like you know I think it's a good part of a healthy lifestyle and then all of a sudden I'm pregnant and I'm constantly sick and I just all I did was go to work and stay in bed that's it I would get out of bed to go to work and come home and get in bed because I just felt so crappy and I was honestly just extremely depressed and that's I think a big part of my motherhood journey is that like the depression from not seeing it coming and like literally having no idea what pregnancy would be like and it just kind of hit me and like it is the thing is like I I know it was a choice like even though it was kind of a unconscious choice like I still made the choice to like however indirectly to like have a baby yeah you know um but it just really messed me up for a while and I started like I wasn't able to do anything so my whole blog was based on like you know working on my car and like going outside and like hunting and all this stuff and like yeah you can do stuff to an extent but like when you feel like when if if you happen to be one of the people who has morning sickness like it's hard to do anything when you're like it's like the longest hangover you've ever had. (laughs) 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 At least for me. Like some people don't get it. So yeah, but so basically I went from like my whole blog is like based on doing all the things and then I could not do anything. (laughs) So it like really made me kind of stop and like look at my life and like how I was living it and what I was teaching people I was like do I want to teach women to like do so much that they literally can't even stop to be pregnant (laughs) like um yeah so right that's like that's like that is that is like I whether it's healthy or unhealthy I don't know I really thrive on doing a lot of different things I I get I have a lot of passion and interest in a lot of different things and I love learning and I love people, and I love solitude. So I'm, like, all over the place. And that is, like, totally, uh, like, when you said, like, you're so busy that you don't have time to be pregnant, like, that's kind of how it feels. I'm sure other people feel the same way. But it's, yeah, yeah, I I can relate to that without relating to it, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of women, especially in our culture today, is, like, it's all about the hustle, and I 
feel like ever since then, like, you know, I was like, it's not, it's not fucking sustainable. That's the whole thing with hustle. Like, you know, like I grew up like really, really like deep in my veins knowing that I need to work hard, but there, but pregnancy really taught me like, okay, there's like a, there's a time to work hard and there's a time where you need to relax. And, and I think like a lot of life is really just like figuring out when the, when those each time, I guess, need to happen, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes yeah, so, it does. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, like, you know, I was pregnant, and I um, started just posting more about, like, pregnancy, and just, I opened up really soon, like, into my pregnancy about how much, like, it sucks, basically, <laughs> and just how much I was struggling with it, and, like, all this stuff, like, no one ever talked about unplanned, like, pregnancy and how like hard it is because you weren't you didn't know it was happening like you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you know most women like at least they're like okay we're gonna have a baby and then they start trying and then you know like some like some women like get pregnant immediately and even then they're surprised because that's not normal yeah. so yeah so it was just like this huge mental thing for me and excuse me, towards the end, like, I just was still, like, very depressed, and obviously I I'd, I'd pretty much accepted that, you know, I was going to have a baby when I was super pregnant, but it was, like, I was, like, not looking forward to it. I was literally dreading having my baby, and I just started, like, kind of turning to spiritual stuff. Like, I heard on a couple of the podcasts I listened to for business, they both mentioned this woman, this one woman, Biddy Tarot, and she basically has a whole company based on teaching people how to read tarot and create like tarot businesses and all this stuff. And she's literally amazing. So I just, I like went hard into her website, just like reading everything about it. And I bought a tarot deck and I just started like working on it. And I, I think it was literally like a week before I had my baby and <laughs> that's when I got it. And I started working through some of the, um, threads and the books that she has. And that was like really my opening into being spiritual because before I really thought like to my core that I could be strong enough to get through everything completely on my own which sometimes is just not true. Like, you cannot, like, there are things out there much bigger than us, much stronger than us, and they're there to, like, support us. Like, we don't have to only rely on ourselves, which, like, had me stuck for so long, is that I, like, was fiercely independent, like, to a fault. And I really think that the spirituality that I started to learn about right before I had my son really started making me realize like I'm not on my own I there's something out there whatever it is it's bigger than me there's things that want good for me in this world and that certainly kind of like started my spirituality journey and then um literally right after that I had my son and again like when you have a baby it's just like I can't even explain how it is someone who hasn't but it's just like for me at least it was just shocking like it was a shocking experience like 
obviously I knew I was going to give birth. I gave birth. Like I had an idea what it's like, but you never really understand until you go through it. And I was just shocked when my son was like placed on my chest afterwards. And just the whole time we were at the hospital for a couple of days, I like had no idea what I was doing. And I just felt so just not even there. Like I felt like I was just watching myself be like terrified <laughs> of what was going on and I was like afraid to hold my son because you know babies are tiny when they're born I was like I'm gonna hurt him I don't know how to hold him <laughs> like all this stuff and I went home and it just like I was very much alone <laughs> like just I didn't have much for people who were like coming around a lot and I didn't really realize how like mentally I guess, unwell I was because, you know, there's just so much going on. And, like, even for my boyfriend, like, we're luckily together. And he, you know, for him to change into a father, too, like, he didn't even have pregnancy to, like, mourn him. (laughs) Like, it's just all of a sudden, boom, he's a dad. And he was reeling and we're both reeling. And it really just, like, it's a complete shock, I feel like, to your entire life, like, um, to your relationship and everything. So I feel like after like the first two ish months, I really started to like feel depressed and I had like suicidal thoughts. And I went like one night when I was having like one of my worst episodes with it. And I was literally like, I, I do keep a gun in our house because I feel safe having a gun around. And, um, I realized that night when I was, like, literally about to use it for myself, I, like, I had to tell someone, and I called my um, sister-in-law who kind of dealt with stuff like this, and I just told her, and then, you know, from there, everything kind of unfolded. Like, I told my boyfriend how, like, bad things were. I mean, I think he knew that I was not well, but he didn't realize how bad it was. I had him hide the gun because, you know, I didn't trust myself around it. I was like, I, as a responsible gun owner, I can't know where the gun is because like I need to protect myself from it. And, um, I, uh, at that point just started to like, really, I hadn't dug into my tarot deck anymore since, um, my son was born. And I just started to like pull a card every single day because I was like, I need something else. Like I need something to like look deeper into myself or into the world. I need something to help me feel just like I am supported. So I just started pulling a tarot deck every, or, sorry, <laughs> pulling a tarot card every day and journaling about it. And I started going to a couple different crystal shops around um, where I live and just like experimenting with like different um like jewelry and then just like literally just plain little stones and like carrying different ones around. And I really just kind of slowly started implementing little things into my life to see how it feels. And I feel like that's now it's like, it's like almost a year later. I'm now 13 months postpartum and I've made these things a practice. And it's, it's almost like a constant, like that's what I love about this, spirituality it's like you can just find what works for you like it's there's no like overall like doctrine it's like everyone has to do this it's 
in in a certain way. It's like you can find the pieces that really work for you in your life and make it work um, to feel supported, I guess. (laughs) So that's like the longest version ever of my story, but there it is. And no, thank you for sharing all of that. And like, it's just very honest. And um, I, I think fortunately and unfortunately, like very relatable for people, you know, I, I go off about this on a couple tangents on some of my previous episodes, but I really, I, I, and I don't know where this like comes from with me. I probably need to do a little soul searching with this, but I do know just in summary, the outdoors and meditation is really for me is for my mental health like um i'm a pretty optimistic person like i i feel like i can find a silver lining in anything i feel i feel like uh, a gift of mine is that i can find the lesson in things um and keep moving forward i i'm not afraid of failure and i think sometimes people think that I'm pretty like mentally sound most of the time, <laughs> but I, I really, I really, that really is not true. Um, I have a, there's a lot of things that, you know, I, I deal with um, on my own because I think like a lot of people, it, it doesn't always, I don't want to burden someone with the thoughts I'm having or ask for help. I want to feel like I can fix it on my own, whether that's like physically something with my hands or fixing my own like mental, emotional issues that I'm having like on my own. Um, and you know, I, I need to learn to not always do that, but what has helped me through that is, is without a doubt, um, is, is the outdoors like my entire life and meditation. And then as, um, throwing myself into things that just like give me life, you know, like like archery, for example. Um, yeah. So I, even though I I can't relate to some of those things, I, I very much can relate to that story, and I, I think it's a great story. So ne- definitely yeah. not too long. I could have listened to you talk about it much longer. <laughs> for sure. <Yeah. laughs> um, I mean, I love. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, um, I was going to say, I love, like, I love that you mentioned that the outdoors is, like, almost like your medicine, too, because, like, I, living in Philly, like, I, for the last, like, four years, I have known that I do not want to live in Philly anymore because I miss outdoors so much, and I feel like I was resentful for quite a while, especially after I had my son, because I didn't have that, I don't want to call it an escape, because it's not really an escape, um, well, it kind of is, I guess, since I don't live in the outdoors right now, but <laughs> like, um, it's just like such a peaceful, like to me, like being outside is like the most peaceful and beautiful and most awe inspiring thing. Like I talk about this a lot when I talk about hunting is like, I literally do not care if I get a deer. I mean, like it would be nice. Yeah. But <laughs> like... If I don't get a deer, I'm like, whatever, this is amazing. Like, I went hunting last weekend. I went up to New Hampshire where my parents live now, and 
I was just so fucking grateful and happy to be outside. Like, there was snow, and I'm just, like, watching the flakes, like, swirl around in the air, and it is just, it is medicine. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I love that you called it medicine. Like, that's so great. And I actually kind of had this moment this weekend, because I, I work a full-time job and I took Thursday off a little early and then I took Friday off and I just spent Thursday through Sunday hunting basically besides a couple family things in between I hunted every evening and morning and I didn't get anything Um, and you know my whole life I have rarely like cared if I got something like even when I was young I you know I just loved being there and I never regret going out you know like if I sit for an hour or if I sit all day like it doesn't I I don't you know ever regret that time um but something that I feel like I'm relatively new to like the Instagram and like a lot of social media stuff like really actually putting myself out there on social media like that's that's pretty new to me and I found myself Mm -hmm. getting a little frustrated this weekend that Um, It feels like everyone and their brother I know have, like, like, have a deer or something to, like, showcase. And I don't even mean, like, from a trophy standpoint. Like, I just want meat in my freezer, you know? I wasn't even really worried about, like, this, like, grand buck or anything. But, like, as I put myself out there more, there's more people watching me and, like, following up with me. And it felt for a little – like, I had this moment this weekend where I felt like everybody's watching me. And if I don't shoot, like – an animal they're gonna be like what the hell are you doing you know and I just like had this moment of thinking that and I kind of got in my head for a little while and then I finally just I don't know Sunday I must have just breathed it out or something because I was thinking god what are you so worried about like I don't do this for anyone but me like I don't like I don't go hunting to like tell people I went hunting Or, like, I don't go hunting (laughs) to, like, shoot a trophy every time. Like, I do this because this is what I grew up doing, and this is how I know to get right with myself. Like, what the hell? Why am I even having these thoughts? Um, And I had to kind of, like, shake myself a little bit because I was, like, so concerned about getting something to take home. And I'm, I'm lucky, you know, that I don't have to live off the meat I hunt because some people do like they do that as like a full livelihood and I would love to actually be that way someday um Mm -hmm. but I really appreciate you saying that because I I had kind of that moment I'm like like why am I even why am I even worried about this like I wasn't even enjoying it because I was just I had so many people checking in on me which was really cool because I love having hunting buddies but then I just felt this pressure to like show up for everybody but then I'm like no like, I'm not doing this for, for them. <laughs> I'm, doing yeah. this, I'm doing this for me. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point, too. I mean, it's super easy to get, like, I don't know, dragged into the whole social media thing, like, in anything. Like, not just hunting, but in general. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I think, though, that you have the awareness that you're able to be like, oh, wow, like, what? that's where the meditation and for me like the spirituality thing comes in like you the more you meditate and really become self-aware you can catch those thoughts even like for me like 
it'll take a little while, but I usually catch them and I'm like, oh, wow, why do I feel this pressure to like get a deer, even though, you know, I'm out, like, even though I'm just really just happy to be outside, you know? And then I think too, like for you to just share that exact feeling and everything, people get it. Like it's, you know, like once you share that and put it out there that you feel this pressure, everyone's like, oh, I felt that pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel the pressure too. Yeah. And I see that a lot too with like, like with motherhood too. I mean, motherhood has this whole freaking thing around it. Like everyone thinks you got to be a mother a certain freaking way. And, you know, like I, sometimes I like, even though I do share very honestly, and especially right after I had my son, I shared very honestly about how unhappy I was to be a mom. Like I still sometimes now, like, even though I'm like, you know, I am happy to be a mom now most of the time. <laughs> like, yeah. I just like, sometimes I find myself feeling like this pressure will, uh, you know, just like the whole, just even getting your body back. I'm like, I feel shame because like it's been 13 months and I'm just now like getting into my old jeans again. But the thing is, it literally does not matter. Like no yeah. one even tell I'm a different size. Like yeah. most of my family, like they can't really tell. Yeah. And if, you know, yeah. And if they like, I think we all put too much pressure on ourselves that everyone's looking at us when most of the time everyone else is worried about themselves anyway you know they're they're not unless they have like you know unless they're cruel and unusual <laughs> like I, yeah. I feel like most people probably think thank god someone like her is being so honest and sharing those things because I've been having those thoughts and don't know who to say them to <laughs> like I, yeah no, it's so true and that's, like, one of the things I love talking about, too, like, on my Instagram is, like, listen, like, you are just building this whole thing up. Like, so many people are still just afraid to, like, start a blog or, or actually do something that they want to do because of this, like, invisible, I don't know, like, shame, shame field or something, like, yeah. that on ourselves. But, like, most people, like, when they actually see that other people are doing something cool, they're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I wish, I wish I was doing that. Or, like, if they are judgmental, like, a lot of times, even though the person who's being judgmental might not realize this, but, like, that is their projection, like, of you're, they're judgmental because this person is probably doing something that they wish they could do, you know? It's like, that's like, I don't know if you've heard of shadow work, but, like, I've been doing a lot of, Channel work <laughs> recently, and it's um, all about like owning the aspects of yourself that you really don't like, or that you've had to hide, or or felt like you had to hide in order to be loved. So you project those things onto other people, and when you feel triggered or like upset by something that someone else is doing, that's literally a sign. Like, oh, you need to look at that. Like, why am I feeling judgmental because someone else is making a blog like it literally you know what I mean <laughs> yeah yeah I um I actually I didn't I had just recently heard that term I I have started to follow a lot of people that um do a lot of like like that heart center work and and yoga and meditation and um readings and I'm like always have been fascinated about that world but now I feel like I've really 
<laughs> started to uh, pay attention to it. And I think mm-hmm. I think that's really great. I I can't I wrote it down. I don't even remember what podcast I was listening to, but there was um, it, I think it might have been like Jenna Kutcher Gold Digger podcast or something. And it was talking about how when you're scrolling on social media or not even on social media, but you see someone and you're just like super envious of them. Like you just are filled with either rage or envy of whatever life you think that they have. Cause you're not, you know, you're seeing like a highlight reel typically. Um, And it was just like, you need to stop right there and be aware of why am I jealous? Why am I so angry? What, what am I actually jealous and angry about? Like, what about their, because, you know, if you really look into it, there's something about their life that you wish that you had is really what it comes down to. Um, and I think when I started getting into like Instagram, that was really, really healthy for me because I'm not, I'm not a very like envious person. Like, I feel like I, I have this like life in my head I want to build that I, I haven't really seen. So I've never had anyone to like go off of. But when I've had those moments where I'm like jealous, I'm like, oh, it's because like I actually think they're a badass and I really want to be that badass. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. So, and then so then I can go at them and say, I think you're a badass. And they're like, holy cow, that means so much to me that you said that, that you think that. And then it just like it comes back twofold because that person is already putting themselves out there and is probably uncomfortable, probably feels like they're having their own inner battles and then if you can just come at someone and tell them like this is why I think you're so great versus just letting yourself sit with that anger envy like it actually like it almost like helps you in that process like get where you want to go in a weird way I feel like I just went on a tangent but (laughs) that that is like that was like a good awakening for me and yeah um so I'm like totally into what you're talking about. And I think that's really healthy. And I think, I think that's really, really neat. Yeah. I mean, right on. (laughs) Yeah. Like that is literally it. And like what you're doing is too, when you're saying this is like taking a step further and almost like befriending the, the thing that you were, I guess, resistant or triggered by, you know what I mean? Like by like making them a real person you know, versus just, like, a picture of someone who, like, who knows who they are, you know what I mean? Like, instead of just, like, putting them on a pedestal, like, by actually, like, connecting to them and being like, oh, wow, they're an actual person who has a life and struggles and all these things, like, why do I feel so triggered? Yeah. That's me. Oh, thanks. I, I just, I, 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 when you were talking about just all of a sudden realizing you just weren't happy. You know, you were just working hard. And then you had this moment of realizing, wow, I'm like, I am not happy. I mm-hmm. I think that's about that time for me too, where I, al- I just all of a sudden, and it probably wasn't all of a sudden, but I became self-aware that, wow, like you're having all these negative thoughts and you're what where how what happened like how did we get here because it was almost like in a flash i'm like oh my god i am so unhappy right now and i i was like in denial about it for a really long time um and i don't know i i think i just started i just started realizing i needed 
some guidance and started listening to podcasts and reading more and then just started to do exactly what they said. Like whatever exercise they said, like if you're feeling this way, I would do the work. I would journal, I would journal the, the goals, the to-do list, whatever they said. And just doing that on repeat helped me yeah. a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. I mean, <laughs> I feel like so many people like are just so, and I was like this for a long time, are just so resistant to it because like, you don't want to like realize that you're unhappy because that means you have to change things (laughs) and change is really hard. Like admitting to yourself, like whether it's your job, like, you know, I've been to school for like four fucking years. I paid a ton of money (laughs) like by myself for this college degree that I'm now working in a job for and I hate it. (laughs) Like, to realize, to realize that all that effort was pretty much for nothing. I mean, it's not for nothing, but like to realize that now, like I got to do something completely different because I realized I need to actually follow my heart in order to be happy. Like mind blown, you know, and it's scary to change your job, like to go from an engineer to an entrepreneur, like it's scary. Like, and it's hard to, even figure out how to do something like that because you know again like the average person like does not know all these things in order to change their job I guess like it's not always as simple as just like applying for a different job you know like sometimes it's really like digging into yourself seeing what you want to do and then figuring out how to be qualified for whatever or not even qualified, but figure out how to make another career path happen. Or, like, some people, like, maybe you realize you're completely unhappy in your marriage or your relationship, if it's a long-term relationship, and then when you separate from someone else who you've been with for a really long time, I mean, like, that's terrifying. Like, of course people, like, want to believe that they are happy even if they're not, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. I, and that could be related to anything, you know, your, your job. I think, you know, I think your job, your environment, your health, relationships, like we get in this comfort zone and it gets, it's scary. It's all really scary, especially when, um, that meditation that I was telling you about, that was really powerful for me. Something that we talked about as a group, after everyone meditated, we all share, if we wanted to share, we shared our experience. And there was quite a few people that when they were talking about before they walked on stage and you're looking behind the curtain and who's standing there, who's standing behind the curtain with you there to support you. There was Mm -hmm. quite a few people that didn't have anyone or there were people they thought they would see and they didn't see them. And we, you know, kind of dug into that. And for a lot of us, I think, I think uh, probably about 90% of us, it was, we really feel like if we rose to our full potential, that people that we care about aren't going to come with us. And so, you know, that's really scary. And I, I love that you you work with women on talking about all, all of these things because I, you know, I, I don't want to generalize, generalize, but as women, like we are kind of, 
the rocks and the relationship and the um, the tender heart, you know, we care about, we care deeply and um, want to serve people. And I think yeah. it can be really hard to walk away from some of them or not bring them along with you or know that they're going to walk out on you when you reach your full potential or, you know, um, I think that's a huge fear for a lot of people, men and women, but yeah. Oh, for I mean, for sure. Like, I mean, bring it back to like when I found out I was pregnant, like my boyfriend and I had only been together for like, I think a year and a half. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, um, like I don't know how the hell like I don't know if we're supposed to be together forever like you know what I mean like I and I was starting to like delve into this whole personal development world and I was like I'm doing all this stuff and now I'm pregnant and I've been even before I was pregnant I was like afraid that he wasn't gonna grow with me like and I didn't know it in those I didn't know it in those specific words at the time I think I just was like really unsettled in our relationship because I was like I felt I felt like I was growing and he wasn't coming with me and then you know <laughs> like the whole baby thing kind of like, <laughs> like just threw everything off and like you know like I think both of us just knew that Maybe if, even if we didn't know we were going to stay together forever, we knew that we were going to stay together for the time being for the baby, you know? And, like, that's just, I think, like, it was kind of like an unspoken thing. Like, we're just going to figure it out. And even though, and that's, I think that contributed to my depression, like, during and after my um, pregnancy, because I, like, didn't really I felt the baby like being pregnant kind of made me feel like I didn't have a choice when it came to like if I was going to grow with or without him like I felt like I didn't have the choice to leave him anymore if that's what I wanted to do um but I didn't and (laughs) we we like just stayed together um and like it was just especially like once we had him it was a really fucking hard year but surprisingly I think in some ways like like looking back now I'm like I think we needed to have the baby because our relationship is so much better now (laughs) like which is crazy because we went through some shit and like a lot of stuff came up between us like it was not fun in our relationship for quite a while like for several months like before I had my son and after, it was just constant, almost, like, struggling or just, like, not even talking to each other. Like, it was terrible. But somehow, like, I don't really know exactly what happened. I don't know if we just came out of the baby fog or whatever, but, like, maybe around, like, nine months afterwards, like, we both kind of started, like, like, growing together if that makes sense like we started like communicating better and like standing up for what we each need and just it was just a huge shift um and I feel like I just got I had a whole point to me say all this but um yeah I just feel like 
what the hell is my point? I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, take your time. Uh, I I love it. Yeah, yeah. I guess I was just saying, like, oh, the gross thing. Like, basically, I, I was afraid to leave him behind. But now, like, I feel like we are growing together. So, um, yeah, I just, I think that was a terrifying thing for quite a while. And I feel like it made me feel like I was just in limbo with everything, you know. But for us, it ended up working out. Like, we're, we are together now. Like, <laughs> we are <laughs> we are still working on a relationship and trying to make it better. But I think it's really scary to think that you're going to leave people behind when you start to work on yourself and like expand your mind. Yeah. (laughs) I, I have a few and I hate to like stereotype, but I have, when I have a lot of girlfriends like this too. So I, when I've talked about, um, my spirit spirituality or meditation to people who have never done it before. I've always been kind of like goofy crazy to all the people who know me, whether they've known me for a short period of time or my whole life. So when I say things like that, it doesn't really surprise people. You know, they'll kind of just like laugh at me like, Oh Steph, like that's (laughs) so, that's so you, you know? Um, but they don't usually take me too seriously about it and I have said to a handful of friends a few guys especially I'm like you know what you could use you could use some meditation and they're like like, Jesus like just you know they'll kind of laugh it off at first and then I've said it to a few people who a couple of my guy friends um and they're like well I don't even know where I would start like I don't even know how I could get to a place to 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 take it seriously like I think that I I just wouldn't you know I just want to be open to it um Mm. how in like your experience if someone's listening right now and they're like okay I don't know what this hubbub's about but I could give it a try like would you have any words of wisdom (laughs) yeah well um I would definitely say you, like, for most people, like, when they talk about, like, I'll say that I meditate, and the response that I always get is, like, I just can't, like, do it. I just, like, my thoughts are just going crazy, or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> like, I'm just like, all you need to do, it's not a big thing. You just need to, like, sit down and just breathe for five minutes. Like, if you want to start small, like, that, that that's where I would say to start. Like, just sit down and try to focus on your breathing for five minutes and like your thoughts are going to come in. Like you're not going to have a five minutes of like pure, like, I don't know, like silence of the mind talking or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but like, but the, the whole purpose is, and this is why they call it a practice is because like you're just supposed to realize at some point, <laughs> like maybe it's the end that your mind has wandered and then just find the breath again. And that's all it is. And, and I like, I've struggled in the past and I still, I still struggle with meditation. Like I've been meditating since I was three months pregnant or so with my son. So it's been like, it's been quite a while. Anyway. <laughs> and so, um, I still, 
like to say that I suck at it because I never, ever have a meditation where my thoughts did not, like, run away with me, you know? Mm -hmm. I just, I'm just getting better at realizing it. I'm just getting better at being like, oh, shit, there I go again. And then I just come back and, uh, like, focus on the breathing or, like, I sometimes listen to guided meditations because it, I find it sometimes a little bit easier to have someone's voice at least bring me, like, back to the, back to the breathing or the present or whatever. Because um, I have a very active mind. <laughs> like, my <laughs> thoughts are literally always going crazy. Yeah. So, you know, like, and it's been a long time that I've, I mean, I guess a year and a half or whatever it's been is, like, not that long. But, like... It is a while, and it just feel like a, and to, to still not be, like, having meditations where I'm having a full, like, uh, practice where none of my thoughts come in. Like, that's normal. That's normal for, like, professional meditators. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just part of being human. So I think just the thing is, like, people resist. Like, I resisted meditating for a long time, just like you said. Like, I... I, like, knew it was a thing. Like, multiple people had, like, told me about it. Like, a year before I started doing it consistently, I would, like, do it on and off. And I never really had a consistent practice until I actually was pregnant with my son. And it was, like, the only thing that I could, like, I would wake myself. I would, like, get up and do. It was the one, like, routine-type thing I would stick to, I feel like. Um, And I did find, like, peace within it. Like... You know, within that, like, shitty, I'll just say, like, say as it was, it was a shitty pregnancy for me, like, just mentally and physically, um, I found peace in those meditations. Like, even if it was, like, a couple minutes where I realized that I, I actually did focus on just my breath and I wasn't interrupted or, like, dragged away by my thoughts, like, and that is what had me keep coming back. I was like, I do have a reprieve here. Like, even if it's small, even if it's not every time I meditate, like, it's still there. And the more I do it, the more it'll come back. Like, the more I'll find that reprieve again. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book, The Surrender Experiment, but it's amazing. It's by this guy, Michael Singer, I think. I think his name is Michael Singer. Um, but this whole book was, like, incredible. He literally talks about how he first started meditating to escape his, his mind, basically, and he, in a way, like, became addicted to the meditating, and he would do it for, like, hours, and he would just, like, get, like, I don't know, like, really transcendent, or I can't remember all his verbiage, but long story short, like, he just found in meditation this, like, special place where he was able to, like, take a break from the incessant chatter in his head, and I feel like that's, like, what brought me to meditation and, like, keeps me coming back, is that it's just, like, a slight break (laughs) from the incessant chatter. Yeah. It's weird, too. Like, I, I, like, have the thoughts, like, when I've meditated on my own. Um, just some of the weird thoughts that would creep in, like the one random thought that would creep in my meditation. Like, why is that what's coming up? <laughs> like, of all the things, like just things that I, 
I don't think I've ever actively thought about. I'm like, why is this the one thing that's creeping in? And I've done some reading on that. Like some people will have very like cryptic, dark thoughts <laughs> when, when meditating. And I feel like sometimes that's what I get. <laughs> yeah. Like dark stuff. And I'm like, what <laughs> is happening? Um, I need to get back it, to my waterfalls and <laughs> getting lost in the trees. Like, why is it happening? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I think everyone's, I mean, everyone's mind is different. And, you know, like, I think anything will come up. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> it's just, you kind of got to be, like, I guess, open to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I might take that my my dark thoughts comment out of there. I don't know. Maybe I'll keep it. Um, I don't. I mean, I would keep it in because, like, I mean, I don't. I don't normally have dark thoughts while I'm meditating, but I definitely have them like a bit. And like, again, like, I feel like I would bring this back to like being like postpartum, but like this postpartum depression, like I had very dark thoughts like not just about like me but like I would have like like very I would say gruesome (laughs) thoughts about my son which is fucking terrifying as a mom but like it's I don't know if it was I don't know if it's just how my brain works or if it was the depression but like I still have like in what I found like when I was in therapy for the postpartum depression, they call them intrusive thoughts because it's like you're not really you're not doing anything to like call in like a a dark thought, you yeah. know? Like yeah. you're not you're not like I don't know trying yeah. to like conjure <laughs> like something, but like it sometimes like just the way your brain works. Like and for me, like I'll get them. I've I've started to notice like there's a little bit of a pattern with it. Like if I'm super super stressed that's when the the thoughts like that, like, come into my mind more. Like, if I'm stressed and I, I, like, I'm struggling to, I guess, remain calm because sometimes, like, like having a kid is just fucking stressful. <laughs> like, yeah. I am I am so grateful for, I almost feel, like, spoiled in a way. Like, I am, I am really grateful for, like, the women that I have in my life. Um, as like friends and just even like people like you um, that like I build this like relationship with quickly and how open and honest all of them are um, yeah. how empowered a lot of my friends like and family members who have had either they have a mess of babies or they want to and they're trying and they're having and they're having troubles um, to ones that have had miscarriages to ones who open and honestly don't want them and get a lot of flack for that I, I feel really, really blessed to have a group of women around me that are just, like, very honest about all of it um, and share it both with me, with each other, and on social media. I just, I think it's, uh, I think every woman who, in the subject of motherhood, needs someone in her corner or someone who will be open and honest with her because I, I, I don't. I do know, I do know and don't know how hard it can be to, like, go at that alone, you know? And I think, um, I think it's much needed, like, 
that like empowered woman to share that that those honest truths like i think it's really really important like um yeah i just i i think this generation of women is very empowered to speak up and i love that oh yeah i'm 100 percent with you and it's amazing that you have women around you who are like who are doing that because it's just the more of us who share like the better you know we're gonna change this I don't know like what you would call it but like change the the way that women in the past have dealt with it which is I like never ever mentioning it which is probably why so many of us now are like what in the hell like (laughs) why I had a mom and like aunts and all these people and I had no idea what fucking happens or like I had no idea that you have to like basically wear a diaper after you give birth like <laughs> how did I not know that like, you know what I mean yeah like, it's, like even as simple as that you know like and I don't think I don't know if anyone in my family ever had postpartum depression like I don't think any of the women who are alive do or did but you know, like, it's just, like, I wish that they had talked more about it, like, I don't know, giving me a warning or something. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time, people are reaching out to me because of, like, what I talk about with, like, motherhood. Mm -hmm. Like, usually it's, like, like, especially when I talk about, um, like the unplanned part because like that's like one piece of motherhood that like still no one talks about I feel like like I never see anyone talking about unplanned motherhood um but I've had a couple girls like reach out to me about that and be like you know I'm so glad like you said all this because I'm dealing like one woman like reached out to me because she found out she was um pregnant and she didn't plan it and stuff and I like kind of helped you through that and it's just like like even if I like I can't remember who I was telling this but even if literally just one person is helped by something that I said that's enough for me like like having that woman read my post about unplanned pregnancy and then reach out to me and say like I'm dealing with the same thing and you're the only one who I can think of like after reading your post who would understand what I'm going through and all this stuff. I'm like, it's just, I'm feel like I'm helping her. And like, it's also just kind of sad that like I, on social media, like I'm the only one who said something that about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, most of it is about motherhood. Like, again, like I've just been, I'm, I, I'm brutally honest, like, like everywhere. Like, so obviously, like in my life, I'm brutally honest. So when it comes to social media, like, it would not feel right if I wasn't being brutally honest. So, you know, I just have shared so much about like how hard motherhood has been for me and just the whole journey. And and just women are like, wow, I totally like. A lot of moms are just like, wow, I'm like. I totally understand what you're saying. Like I've struggled so much with that. And it's sometimes it's just, I think women just like need the, I guess, community sort of part of it. Like, it's just like, since a lot of people still don't talk about it, like to have someone be so honest about it 
and just being able to say like, yeah, me too. Like I really felt like that too. And like, I really resonate with your story is, um, just what some women need, you know? Mm-hmm. Did you, I'm curious, cause I, I feel like we have so many like parallels, like when you started to do this online business, did you, did you know right away, like you wanted to work with women? Cause you had talked about like all these skills that you had and empowering women to like get started. Mm-hmm. Did you know right away yeah. that you wanted to work with women specifically? Um, yeah, I definitely knew I wanted to work with women because I was like, yeah, like I want to empower women to do like basically whatever the hell they want to do <laughs> like, and and more specifically things that they are afraid to do, but they want to do, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I never really had a desire to like work with men. <laughs> like, I mean... I'm an engineer. Like, I work with plenty of men right now for, for like, I don't, <laughs> I don't need any more. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. No, I, I was just, I was just curious. I, um, I would say that I knew that I wanted to empower other women and I wanted to be like a supporter of other women um because you know I've experienced like girls not being nice to me before and not being supportive of me before but I don't know when I started to realize this but I used to think like all the time growing up I was a pretty big tomboy I was in hunting Mm. and fishing and all that and yeah um I'm a little, you know, I can be a little rough around the edges, um, at times. And I just kind of assumed, I guess, that I was just going to be this, like, guy's girl and not, like, have all these girlfriends, you know? Like, (laughs) I don't don't know why I thought that because I have a lot of girlfriends that I've been friends with since, like, fourth grade. Um, and they're all a little bit like that, too, you know, in their own right, like, they're all like outdoorsy, tomboyish girls, all pretty independent, but we love spending time together. And now I like think, I like look around me and I am, I have a lot of male friends as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But I have like this badass group of chicks of like friends, new and old. And I am like, I am in this weird way shocked that I got here. Like, (laughs) I don't know how that happened. yeah. I, and I just, I just didn't, I don't know. You just, I started just focusing on, okay, this is like the kind of woman I, I want to be. Um, and it just turns out, I thought there was going to be more women that maybe I pushed away, but it really just actually happened where it was the exact opposite. Like, I was more honest, more vulnerable, more raw, and I attracted the right kind of people into my life. And um, I thought there was people who were like old friends. I thought for sure I was going to lose, honestly. I thought that they would think that I was being too weird for their taste. And honestly, those friends are even closer now than ever. And yeah. um, especially, the, especially the women. Um, just... 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I, oh, sorry. No, no, no. I, I just, I love it. Like, I, I didn't realize I was going to be so hyper women empowerment. Like, I never really would have guessed that. Like, not that I was ever yeah. going to be, like, doubting of women ever because I am like, hell yeah, I can do anything a guy can do. Um, yeah. But just... I love it. Like these women retreats, these women retreats that I've been a part of and um, these leadership groups and these forums, like these women hunting forums and teaching women archery. I'm like, I love the shit out of all of it. Like, so it brings me so much joy, like so much joy. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I think that's amazing. (laughs) Like the thing too is like women are, we're wired for community and connection like men are like that (laughs) like I mean yeah they are they have their friends and stuff but women literally are like as long as like we've been since we've been cavemen that's what I'm trying to say (laughs) since we were like cavemen like women had to band together like we used to raise our kids together like there's some cultures I was just reading this like I think it was today I don't even remember what I was reading but Literally all the kids in the culture call, like, all the women mama. Like, every single woman is mama to all the kids because they work together to raise the kids because it's fucking hard. Like, yeah. And that's, like, it's hard. Like, being a woman is fucking hard, and we need each other's support way more than, like, you know, obviously you can have guy friends, but, like, they'll never understand, like, all the things that, we deal with you know what I mean like yeah 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 so I uh no I I love it I think it's really I think it's really important work that you do and that you're sharing so honestly I feel like I've said that to a hundred times on this interview so far but I really really mean it (laughs) I just (laughs) I just want to make sure you know and I I want to make sure that people listening like I mean, I can't make them think a certain way, I suppose, but I just, I just want people to know it's important. And, um, on this podcast, it's really, it really matters to me that there's men and women that listen and I don't care if everybody agrees with everything that anyone says on this. Like that is not what this is about. It is about contrast and about maybe not understanding someone's point of view and just listening and trying to understand it. Um, and you know how the outdoors all tie, ties into that as well, but it is supposed yeah. to be about some harder conversations and just life stuff. Um, yeah. And I think I think this is a great addition <laughs> to the interview so far because I haven't. We've talked a lot about um, the spiritual connection to the outdoors in interviews so far, and we've talked about um, mental health, but you know, this is a little bit deeper stuff and how it all interconnects to your everyday life. And I yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, no, I do too. And I'm glad we were able to have this conversation. Like I was, like you said, like I was super drawn to you. I was like, oh my God, this girl is like, she's like woo-woo, but she also is like a big hunter. Like <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to sound like, okay. So I think... I went to Google it once and I didn't Google it. Um, what is woo-woo exactly? 
Okay, it's like it's like the overarching word I would say for like everything from like crystals to tarot to meditation to shadow work to I don't know if you know much about like masculine and feminine um, stuff, but like like the divine masculine, uh, divine feminine, like literally this just overarching woo-woo means like all the spiritual stuff (laughs) there's so much I know that I don't (laughs) even know like I heard a podcast the other day talking about like aliens and how we're like all or some of us are aliens who came like in almost reincarnated from like another planet I was like oh my god (laughs) I was like I believe that or not but like either way like you were just saying like even if people are listening to this and they like don't really agree with hunting like at least they'll get some understanding of it from listening to your podcast you know and like just opening your mind to like oh that's how it is like oh like hunters aren't just pure killers like which is what a lot of people think mm-hmm. <laughs> like about hunters well I would say you the know? same about you I um I've actually seen some of our mutual friends on, like, social media share some of your stuff before. Like, even a couple of, like, the guys in the past. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yes. Like, that brought me so – like, that got me so pumped up because when I see, like, your posts and, like, the stuff that you talk about, I think the world could use so much more of that. And I think you approach it in a really awesome way. And I think for me, I love that you talk about, like – you talk about real raw life stuff. But then you'll talk about, like, spiritual stuff. And then you say fuck in the same paragraph. And I, like, really appreciate all of that (laughs) together. And I just think it's really relatable to, like, a broad spectrum of people. Um, And and it's not you trying to fit all these different boxes. It's just you being, you know, real and honest. And and it shows. Like, you can tell it's, like, your authentic self. Um, Yeah. And I... I just love that with anybody, you know, like I, I, I just, I, it doesn't matter if, you know, back to our earlier conversation about kind of growing up in this maybe redneck world and then finding mm-hmm. the, the more spiritual side of things later. Um, either direction, if you're talking about the extremes on both sides, I love when people just own their truth on both sides, you know, they like own the crap that they're out of this like redneck like, I love, I love people like that. And I also love, like, the extreme, <laughs> like, woo-woo girls as well. <laughs> Where That's people, what, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I love that. I love it. Yeah. I'm, like, 100%, like, 100% with you. Like, I mean, I think the key is just, like, the more each, everyone owns their true selves, and shows it and isn't afraid to share like the more of us will and the more of us will just be happy I guess like that's the goal (laughs) yeah yeah no that's 
Yeah, be happy, I guess. That's like the, that's so true. That's <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's totally what it is. Um, and yeah, I don't think those two worlds should be separate. I don't think all, you know, like who we are, like we shouldn't, we shouldn't separate those things so much because everyone's got layers and complexity to them, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I think some people, like, you know, a lot of us, like, you know, I, I, I'm close-minded sometimes, you know, like, and we're, like, naturally from society, we do judge a book by its cover. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, you know, if we think someone's going to be a certain way, we automatically write them off, and we, we don't try to look deeper, but all of us have, you know, like you were just saying, like, fucking layers and layers. We're like Shrek, like the onion. <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what i pictured in my mind i'm so glad that you said that out loud (laughs) yes it's it's literally like come on like wisdom right there (laughs) (laughs) it's true like it's you know we all have all these like layers and layers and layers and like we don't even know our own layers sometimes i think like we probably only know, like, the top two or something yeah, yeah. is what, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, like, there's layers that we know about with ourselves, but there's even, like, deeper and deeper layers that it's just, like, we need to just keep peeling away. And the more of us who start peeling away the layers and start just, like, letting go, like, the more of us will do it, you know? It's just, like, it's like a ripple effect. Like, one person does it, and then, like, you know, like, I've been starting this work, and then my boyfriend's kind of starting it, and, like, it's just a ripple, like, everyone's gonna keep going, and I, I guess, yeah, like, I don't know where I was going with that, but, like. No, I hope it spreads, I hope it, I hope it helps lots of people, yeah. and that, um, I have finally gotten over the fear of the sound of my voice. That was really hard with me, hard for me when I started the podcast. I'm like, oh my god, I cannot listen it. Like, I have to go back. Not only do I have to talk once, I have to go back through and edit it, and then re-listen to it again. <laughs> like, oh my god, I don't know if I can handle it. And then, you know, I did it a couple times, and I all of a sudden that doesn't, it doesn't. My voice does not make me cringe anymore, and that's crazy. Um, but I had to kind of tell myself and say it out loud a few times like my mantra was I really believe not just me I think every single human being I think everybody has something that they've experienced or something inside of them that will help another person without a doubt and like make a substantial difference in their life like I think that every human being has that power because their story is so you know it's theirs and we're all so much more alike than we are different. And I just have to tell myself all the time what you said earlier. If I impact one person, if I can mentor one person, make one person feel better about themselves or have a better day or make them feel less alone, then that is enough for me. And then I have to, you know, so I sometimes have to remind myself of that. So I, so I just do the damn podcast and and upload it and get over my insecurities because, you know, maybe a hundred yeah. people don't like it, but one person is like, oh, this is, you know, 
this healed me, this helped me, this made me laugh today. Like that's, that's enough, I think. Oh yeah. You hit the nail on the head. (laughs) I agree. I definitely hope we keep (laughs) we keep talking like into the future and yeah I'm just a I'm just a huge supporter of what you do and the words that you spread and and how you do it um definitely don't change that I think I think it makes a really big impact and I'm really excited to see um how it goes for you you know in the future um with And, like, with that, like, do you have any, any, like, big future plans? Anything coming up? Anything exciting? Yeah, well, I have, um, let's see, next week. Sorry, I'm trying to remember, like, what day today is. Um, Next week, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, I'm doing a holiday, um, I'm calling it, like, a holiday boundaries challenge. So basically, like, helping people um, learn how to say no and make more time so they can actually enjoy the holidays instead of, like, saying yes, because we all do it to, like, the shit that we don't want to go to, like, whoever's party that night and this night and blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, this is the first challenge I've ever done for people, so I'm excited, and plus, like, I just think, like, so many of us just do things that we don't want to fucking do <laughs> because we're afraid to tell people, like, I'm not going to be there. But, you know, then we're just afraid that they're going to judge us for not going or whatever. And, yeah, so I'm helping people with that. And um, other than that, I mean, I'm I'm currently looking for a one-to-one client. So I'm... Yeah, just calling in a one-to-one client, and we'll see what happens there. Um, I have, you know, limited time just because it's like, you know, I work full-time, as you were saying earlier, just like so much going on, but I'm really trying to make space because I'd like to um, transition out of my job. Um, My boyfriend and my son and my dog and me are moving to New Hampshire in six months. So I'd love to, like, you know, work for myself by then. That's what I'm calling in for the future. So, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> no, that's awesome. And I, I'm i excited for you. And I saw your challenge for the holidays. And we should have done this. Or we should have done this podcast earlier. I, for sure. Because I think so. I, I know my husband and myself, um, we it is not weird for us to go to four or five different um, homes on a Thanksgiving or Christmas. (laughs) And it it has whittled itself down and we're going to start hosting in the future to have people come to us. But we are, we love our family, you know, and we're both people pleasers. So I, and and, uh, even like hunting season, like, I yep. have now gotten to a place where my friends, like, if they want to, like, go have a beer, they want to hang out, we haven't seen each other for a while. They do understand that it is hunting season, and it's not that I don't want to make time for them. It's just that this is, like, a really important time of year for me. But saying no to them is really hard for me. Like, it's emotionally very, um, you know, it eats me up 
a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing, too. It's, it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable because you're not used to it, you know? But, like, the more, that's the thing, like, the key is just starting because once you start, once you know what it feels like, it becomes less uncomfortable, you know? Over time, you're like, that's your normal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I hope you have a really great holiday. And like you get that one-on-one client because without, without a doubt, I think that you would make a huge impact on somebody. And I'm really excited to see where that goes for you. Like truly, like I'm, man, I'm like all sorts of jacked up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, but seriously, like, thank you so much. And I, I think we should, I feel like we're going to have more to talk about in the future. Um, I think so. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. And I'm like, I'm just excited to see where you go too, because like you're doing some cool stuff and I just can't wait to like, just see like, honestly, like on the hunting side of it, just to see like more women just doing it. <laughs> more women getting into the archery and the, rifle season and just all of it like I just can't wait to see how it grows yeah me too and it's I really I really appreciate that very much I hope that I can I hope that I can make a difference and I and I think that and I think that I think that we all can I think like this like inner like this conversation between us who are so different but so similar and the the things that we're doing in in parallel and I think that people sharing their truths like we both are um, and communicating with each other and building each other up is how it's all gonna make a difference yeah yeah and you are making a difference already. Like, I can see it. <laughs> like, Thank you. You, are, you made an impact on me. I mean, that's why I'm here talking yeah. to you. Same. I was like, yeah. Like, I, I it, it's kind of been, you know, crazy. Like, just, it hasn't been, like, a ton of people. But there's just been people through social media and, like, these brief interactions. And, um, you know, when we, like, dm each other and message each other on each other's posts like there that's one thing but then like reading your content i'm just like yeah like gravitated towards you right away and yeah i i think that's i know people you know aren't always a fan of social media but i really feel like there can be true connection made on social media still um Uh, and i'm really i'm really glad we did so thank you so much for being a part of this and going on these rambles with me that's where the gold is she's totally right thank you meredith so much for your time and your friendship and just being amazing you can find her at she and she on instagram to all of you out there i am so incredibly thankful We're only eight episodes in, and this has been a wild ride already, and I'm incredibly blessed to have had the experience I've had, and that is because of you listeners 
and the guests I've had so far have been rock star. I definitely appreciate feedback and ideas and collaborations and definitely reviews. So please drop me one when you have the chance. And until next time.